UEBO. Volunteer leader at the Glen House. She does a lot of other things, too. I think she might have 42 hats in her closet. But Christy Michon's going to join <laughs> us to talk about what's going on at the Glen House. Hi, Christy. Hi, Fawn. I'm always so glad to get to talk to you. Uh, same, because you're just a ray of sunshine. So um, uh-huh. I saw you the other day. What color is your hair today? Got to know. Uh, well, it's always a little blue, and unfortunately, it's a little silver. But that's just what God put in there. Um, and then, you know, excuse me, but blue, blue and silver, silver is perfect. Blue and silver. <laughs> We're going with Christmas colors. <laughs> Go Cowboys! All right, Chris Christie is. Um, she works and volunteers greatly and helps lead what goes on at the Glen House. And I know that you get a lot of help from other other foundations and 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 people. But I saw the pictures of how the Glen House is decorated, and I don't know that I've ever seen it more beautiful. You know, I think every year we say, this is the most beautiful it's ever been, and then the next year we sort of get done and stand back and go, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful. It's about, probably on average, 400 volunteer hours. Every single year we have a different theme. This year is the elements of Christmas, and everything is handmade for that theme, so uh, Brent James, who works for Reston Martin, and they graciously allow some help for the house, um, handmade all of these mushrooms in the earth rooms. Uh, they're, like, uh, hand-painted and, and hand-constructed. I know it sounds ridiculous to have mushrooms and driftwood and, and those elements in Christmas. Fun, it's stunning. It I mean, is stunning. Incredible. It is, and, and so. I don't think it's weird at all, because back in the old days, they decorated with whatever they could find in nature. So... It's, and it's that was not sort of that where unusual. we went. You know, the Victorians were were obviously over the top a lot of times in their decor, but we sort of went back to those natural elements: earth, mm-hmm. water, fire, air. Uh, we had some help from some school kids who did the air room, mm-hmm. and they came up with that. Christmas is in the air, and they made these hot air balloons, and it's and it's in the nursery. It's just the cutest thing ever, and and so we're very proud of the house, but. Every bit of it's volunteer. So when I walk in the door, what I feel is the love of the community. I mean, since 1974, open as a house museum with no state or public funding uh, is insane. Mm -hmm. This community has loved this space for 50 years. So Well, and it's just, it's oddly well kept. And I mean, I know that the community steps in, but it's almost like it's, Hanging on. I don't know how to explain yeah. that, but it's like the house <laughs> itself is not deteriorating like other things do. It's weird. Well, you know, in a data age, it, it's hard to believe that we don't have real-time data on some stuff, but it takes a while to sort of collect things. But what we think we know is that during the pandemic, about 70% of the little house museums like the Glen House that shuttered never opened back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that as far as community histories, right, and sort of um, not the grand Biltmores of the world, but these little homes that tell the stories of our town um, are just gone. And and so I think for this community, there's a rich history and so many rich stories here. We're just one of them, um, but we're truly lucky that, that the community cares enough to help us help the house persist well it's one of the gems and plus it 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 helps that you were on the ghost story show you know i mean people people (laughs) want to come maybe get a little experience or something but you do truly have things move that shouldn't move and you have things happen that maybe shouldn't happen so 
it is true, and it's been proven, and it's been investigated, and it's the whole thing. So you offer tours of the house, not just for its beauty, but also for a little paranormal activity. Yeah, so, you know, people forget that the reason that Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol is the old tradition between December 21st and December 24th, the longest nights of the year. People sat around their fire. One of the few times of the year people had downtime, right? And they told ghost stories, some of them a cautionary story, you know, like, Lucy, who ran away with a man and died, and you shouldn't do that. But, you know, mm-hmm. there was a purpose to some of them. But but that was part of the tradition. So we've embraced that with Christmas. On the weekends from 1 to 4, we have standard tours. Every Friday night, we have the Christmas carolers and, and true Christmas fun. But for two nights, uh, one was last night and one is the 19th of December, we have a spirited Christmas. We tell those ghost stories. We invite you to kind of walk through the house on your own and just see if you feel or sense or get a picture of anything sort of strange. And and it's in that Dickens, Dickens Victorian tradition. It is. And just so you know, we have listeners chiming in saying Christy's being humble. You put in a zillion hours trying to keep that volunteer thing going. So people know, Christy, people know you're working your butt off to keep it going. The community does support you, but you got your hands on, and we know that. Uh, Well, thank you. And, you know, it's not just us. Like, hopefully, we've been working very hard to sort of draw back together all of the sites, working with the Reynolds House, the Red House, the Kellerman Foundation, the River Heritage Museum, Cape County History, uh, Carla Jordan is a, a gym, um, so there's just, there's so much cool history, um, and and we're just stronger when we all sort of work together and pull together. The port series, the concert series we did this summer, that was so popular. I look for that to be back next summer with Cape G Rocks. Um, how cool is it to get to see touring acts it, it, at these historical places? Um, and things like First Friday, innovative artists. Uh, we had a guy, Cat Holiday, who recorded an album in the house, right? He took historical songs and made them new and recorded. So seeing these places as an inspiration and as a community gathering place, um, that that's what it's all about, Fawn. Yeah, it really is. You're not wrong. But it, not everybody gets it like you do, so kudos to you. Um, so Thank when you. are the tours and how do people partake? Sure. The easiest way, you know, social media is the thing, so you can find us on uh, Facebook, Insta, all of that, but the org on the web, uh, you can pre-register or you can show up. We try to keep things simple, so every night event we have is 6 to 8 p.m. Gives you time to get off work and, and get to the house if you would like to come, and you can come at any of those times. Uh, we have tours running throughout the evening. So Friday nights for the rest of December will be a standard nighttime open house, and the house is glorious in the evening with mm-hmm. the Christmas lights. We have a fire pit out back with s'mores. We'll have musicians, occasionally Santa drops by, <laughs> uh, cookies out in the carriage house. So that's the traditional fun on any Friday night. Any Saturday or Sunday, you can drop by from 1 to 4 for standard tours. Joel Rhodes has historic preservation students there this Saturday doing a living history event all day. Uh, so that's very cool if, if you're interested in that. And then one more of those spirited tours, which is the 19th of December, also 6 to 8 p.m. You can buy tickets online or you can just kind of show up. We, we will take you any way you appear. Okay. And so for somebody just asked for the actual just tours to go through, what does that cost? 
Um, we we do a donation base, but we recommend a five dollar minimum donation. And if you feel like giving us a little more, that all goes. We don't have any paid staff, so it all goes directly to utilities, maintenance, and and so on. Yeah, because old houses need maintenance. Shocker. Oh my gosh! About a quarter million dollars is our best estimate right now. We've we've the house looks beautiful, but wood rot our climate. Mm-hmm. Um, the brick, the Mississippi roof. River brick, gets porous. The roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a, a never-ending list. But yeah, we lost a window um, and realized that our glazing is coming undone. So when we have those big storms and air pressure changes, the windows will literally just pop. Um, and each window is probably about a twenty-five thousand dollar rebuild. We are losing craftsmen, and Fawn, I hear you talk about this on the show, mm-hmm. um, the people who can not take something pre-manufactured but build a window frame from scratch. Yep. We desperately need those folks because we can't maintain. We're on the, the historical register, so we have to be careful about materials and, and the way things that are done and the way they look. Um, and to find someone who can custom rebuild those sashes and things, we actually have money. Um, Brennan Tote with Tote Roofing has offered to pay. We haven't been able to find a craftsman to fix the windows. It, that's that's where we are right now. That's painful. Um, and that's been a six months odyssey trying to find a craftsman. Well, if there's a craftsman, I'm gonna I'm gonna email somebody as soon as I get off here and have him contact you. I'm gonna give him your cell phone number if that's okay. Because he Please do. he may be able to do this for you in his spare time. He's amazing, but I don't know if he'll have time. But I, I'm going to email someone I know who works with wood immediately when I get off the air. Oh, that would be the best Christmas gift ever, Fawn. And yeah. my phone number, I laugh, half of Cape has my number. If you look at the, the social media, <laughs> the number that you called this morning is my personal cell. I use it for work. I use it for the Glen House. So the 573-587-4248 number will be me directly. That is my personal cell, and that's sort of People know me. That's sort of how I've come to do business. Yeah, and none of y'all are getting my number, so there's that. All right. (laughs) Christy, thank you for all that you do. I hope the Glen House stands forever, but I I need to go message this guy before I forget because I'm old and I forget things really quickly. Uh, So, Christy. Well, I I appreciate you. And, hey, come by. I need to. I need to bring Monkey by because he hasn't seen it yet. The older ones have, and it's been a couple of years since I've come by. I just look at pictures online now because, you know. The internet well, has destroyed by. the earth. So Joy Brooker <laughs> plays most Fridays. And, you know, Joy, if you haven't got to hear her play, was on America's Got Talent. She is amazing. Um, and she's a lot of times our in-house musician over Christmas. And cool. she just brings an extra level of cheer and fun. Good stuff. So. Christy Michonne, you'll know we're by her Dallas Cowboy colored hair, um, volunteer (laughs) leader at the Glen House, and she does so much more ghost stories and tours of Christmas at the Glen House. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Uh Fawn. Bye-bye. Bye.